for invasion. This is Indie Invasion. Hello, hello out there in internet land. Whoa, I am not in focus all of a sudden. Do a sound check check. I'm on. It will focus. It will focus. What's up, guys? Okay, I am doing this solo tonight. Welcome, you guys, to Indie Invasion Shorts, fastest 30 minutes in gaming tonight. As you can see, I am solo. Say hello, hello. Let me know you guys can hear me all okay. A bunch of people jumping in. Tyler, I look okay. I look out of focus on my end, but thank you for uh, letting me know. Yes, I am solo tonight. Mac is actually out of town. He's probably on the road somewhere. Maybe he'll chime in on his phone. I don't know for sure. Welcome you guys in. Say hello to some of our regulars. We got Todd. Both Todds are here in the house tonight. Hello, you guys. Tim, welcome. Clem. Clem, are you on here twice? And Elton. Welcome, welcome, you guys. Hello, Ron. Welcome into Indie, Indie Invasion Shorts. You know what? It probably looks out of focus because my glasses are probably dirty, you guys. Facebook did not start. Hmm. Well, hopefully it catches up. Uh, I will have to check that after. Not sure. Facebook didn't start. Mobile Spaz checking in. Welcome our fellow Canuck. Okay, it must have just took a while to catch up. And I am not in focus. Thank you, Ron. Let me see if I can mess with this. It was in focus before I started. Oh, I had it for a second. There we go. We got it. Tec technical difficulties when you're solo. Well, how is everybody out there? I'm glad you could join me. Got my coffee. I hope you guys got your coffee. It's a little late for coffee, but you know, you never know. Hello, Mike. Welcome in. Well, tonight's going to be a little bit different with me being solo. Uh, I had to rack my brains about what to ramble on for 30 minutes with you guys. Um, I thought about doing an unboxing, thought about doing a craft night, maybe having somebody join me. But she said she was tired. <laughs> that may be a subject for some time further down the line. Um, so I'm going to keep that in the, uh, the old topics bag. Yeah, I don't do decaf either, Todd. Uh, it's straight straight up. I got a little bit of creamer in here. I like it a little bit sweet. 
but you know, makes it go down a little bit easier. But tonight, let's see, we are already a couple minutes in, so I am going to jump right into it. And you guys feel free to, I, I'm going to rely on you guys for uh, studio audience, I guess you'd call it participation. But since I'm solo and, you know, with my work, a lot of times I'm sitting in the truck delivering the mail and I come up with these ideas. Well, one of these ideas I had is something I was thinking about is I was thinking about how I've changed in my gaming habits hobby in the last 10 years. And it, this is something I like to call competitive gaming or how people suck the fun out of gaming for me. <laughs> but no, not really. It's just, it got me thinking about competitive gaming and where I was 10 years ago and where I am today. And, you know, I, I used to like traveling to things like conventions like FFG's Worlds and, you know, competing over a weekend, whether it was, oh, tournaments like for X-Wing or uh, some of the, the card games. And as you can see, I have behind me, and here, let me do a flippy flop. And of course, that one's not in focus, but some of these tournament style games that I used to play in. Now, a lot of these, some of them are collectible. Some of them are the living card games, but they all share the same thing there, that there's a competitive scene for them. And I used to be into these. I used to totally be into these, you know, make your list and stuff like that. So this is kind of, like I said, an idea that I started thinking about of how I have changed. Oh, we have our favorite Australian on. Good morning. Good morning. He's so far across the world. He's in the future. But what I want to talk about to start off tonight is why I did it. So like I mentioned, I used to go to these conventions, you know, weekend things. And it was for the fun of the traveling, you know, to go somewhere new um, and meet new people and make new friends. That was a big part of the gaming hobby for me back then. Um, you know, I, I still can do a lot of that traveling and having fun, but it's changed a little bit for me now. Uh, I used to, you know, enjoy finding or discovering that killer list, you know, when you go to these tournaments, you're making that list to, you know, to do well. You want to win in these tournaments. And that's changed for me. Um, you know, X-Wing used to build those those meta lists. And, you know, same with Warhammer and many of these other games that I got here in the background. Uh, Netrunner was a, a, a fun one to do. And you know, Monpok, which is still dear to my heart. I still enjoy playing these games. Uh, Star Wars, Magic, it just, it's changed. I, it, it's not about the competing and winning anymore for me. Um, I don't know exactly when it changed, but it's something that I want to kind of maybe think about and talk about. Yes, there you go, Spaz. I, I give you a shout out for Monpok, uh, which... I met a lot of my gaming friends through that those first experiences of traveling, um, and I'm friends with many of them. Now, what changed? I guess one of them was the metagame. You know, it, it started to not be as fun for me trying to keep up with the scene. Um, 
you know, it was kind of challenging uh, to, you know, constantly find those winning combos and, and the chase, you know, buy all the stuff. Like a lot of these, like magic um, was you'd buy these boosters or boxes or everything. And it was all random. You didn't know what you were getting. And if you didn't get what you wanted, you either had to keep buying them randomly or you go to the second market like online and probably spend more than you would normally spend at the store to maybe get that one card or that one model uh, to be competitive. So I, I think some of it was I just kind of got tired of that. And I, can, I actually say that with X-Wing. I love playing X-Wing. I still do. Um, but I do vividly remember the scene changing where you had to buy all this stuff, you know, a ship that you probably weren't necessarily going to run, but you needed that upgrade card in there just to be, you know, competitive, I guess is, you know, the thought of that. Um, another thing I think that changed was that going from building those those mega lists uh or decks i um you know i started changing and building stuff just for the fun of it to try it you know i i i started doing stuff thematic like for example in star wars the lcg game instead of by building the same deck that everybody else that was building that wanted to be competitive and get to that top tier I was building weird decks like a Wookiee deck, or I think I had a deck that was for the the Empire, and it was all just about troopers. So it was kind of just like, how many troopers can I get out? So I started doing stuff like that, you know, uh, Game of Thrones. There's another good example. Uh, I, I had fun building a list like an all wolf deck. Now, it was a strong deck, and it was fun to play, but it wasn't that top tier it was more of that thematic fun deck and you know i didn't win that much I, at, at best i was average you know and i had fun with that and that was fine so i guess with just a little bit of that and i got more i'll see what some of you guys have to say about all this uh so alder is saying he kind of feels the same way he he only plays for the fun and um you know and i have nothing against you know, someone that wants to be competitive. Uh, if that's your jam, go for it. I mean, there's a lot of people in the hobby. That's why they get, that's where they get their fun from this hobby is that, that competitive scene, you know, of trying to beat that opponent and be better and uh, have that killer deck that nobody can figure out how to, you know, to beat it. Or, you know, that miniatures list with like Warhammer. Warhammer was really big of swapping out those the minis to try and find what that combo was that could just wreck somebody's day uh see ron is also agreeing i feel you i used to be in the competitive games but found i didn't enjoy the games as much then i started playing for fun win or lose it didn't matter yes that is kind of where i've changed um and I'm not exactly sure why or where it just somewhere in the last 10 years, I suddenly I just started not really caring about that win. Um, and the, the, you know, I still like the competition. I still, you know, play 
skirmish games that where it's one-on-one or a card game one-on-one. I just, tournament-wise, it just doesn't excite me anymore. Let's see, Tyler. He, yeah, Underworlds was one of those ones, Tyler, that I, I loved it at first, but then I soon found that in order to keep up with the rest of the the groups is I had to buy, you know, war bands that I really didn't want, but there was cards in their, you know, in their boxes that you needed. Uh, they're on season five now with Harrow Deep. Yep. Game and deck building. See, it's a deck building in a way. It, it has that miniature look to it, but it's still a deck builder. That's a shame that you're no longer interested in that, Tyler, because it, it is a good game. I think casually it's still a fun game. Um, and it can be a lot of fun. Let's see, Tim. Well, you guys are commenting like crazy here. So he says the idea of competitive gaming sounds appealing in theory, but there's always seems to be a right list to build, and that's boring to me. That is something I came across in a lot of the LCG games, Tim. Is that your top 10, top 16 tier people were pretty much running the same deck. I mean, it's a deck game. You're drawing, it's random. So it comes down to not only drawing those, but how you play what you draw too. So, uh, but they're very similar. And a lot of times, you know, you, people could counter them if you know them well enough. So Todd, he did Warhammer Fantasy list, all boar riders and orc chariots. <laughs> boar Nanza. Cowboy hats on all the boys. That's awesome, Todd. Uh, Mac would love that. <laughs> so Elton saying he's he's more of a casual player, always been. Um, yep, that's a good reason why to still go to these events, Elton, is to just play different people. And like I said, you still meet these different people and become friends with them. Let's see. So there's a lot. I might have to come back to some of these, you guys. Um, Mike was saying 40K competitive scene driven them far away from playing. Yes, that's kind of what drove me away from X-Wing. Um, Warhammer, I think I could say that too. And Warhammer just in general, it was hard to keep up with all the new that they were always releasing and know the rules and stuff like that. Okay, so I will get back to the chit-chat here. So I think um, one of the other things with what changed is uh, I started building, uh, let's see, building and painting to relax. Not so much because I needed a certain model and a list. Looking at you, Warhammer. Um, you know, it, it became more of the the art side of building the stuff. And I basically got build and paint the models just because they look cool not because i wanted to put them in a list and destroy somebody um that's fun for some people i get it i totally do but it can also be very discouraging for somebody that's on the other side of that uh like mike said some of that kind of thing is what chases away some players um some players it may push them or urge them on to maybe get more competitive uh I guess it depends on what you want in your gaming. Um, 
And also, I think one of the other things that changed is I started liking more of the narrative side of the game. You know, what kind of story can we tell uh, while playing? I mean, one of my best tournament memories, and it's it was still in a tournament, but I think this was at that time when the change where I didn't really care how I, you know, finished in the tournament. I just wanted to play and play like multiple people in a day type of thing. But uh, one of my best tournament experiences actually was with my co-host, Mac. Um, it's one of the first times we got, you know, to actually physically, you know, meet each other. And we were in a tournament and we were facing off. And I think at that time in the tournament, um, you know, we were okay. We were positioned in a decent spot. But um, when we started playing, it wasn't about who's going to win. It was, okay, what crazy thing can we do? And to this day, I don't know exactly who won. I think he won. He thinks I won. But it was about the story that we told with our miniatures on the table. Um, I mean, we had we were breaking out the the laser, you know, for line of sight and stuff like that. Not because we wanted to see if we could, you know, sharpshoot somebody and stuff. It's like we wanted to see if we could shoot under the train and shoot somebody in the ankle and take them out. <laughs> you know, so it was just about just go goofy stuff like that. Um, yeah, neither one of us cared who won or lost. We were just having fun. And I, you know what? I think we actually forgot to give each other certain points within that game. So I think it was one of those at the end where just like, yeah, you won or yeah, you won, whatever. Uh, so that, that, that was a lot of fun. And so you can still go to tournaments and have that regardless of what kind of list you got. Let's see. So Ron is saying he wished more companies would do co-op games as those are his favorites. I do like co-ops now. Uh, a lot of the games that I've moved into, and I'll show you some of them. I, I got some a big pile next to me. Um, Alder is saying he thinks uh, this happens to a lot of people. When you're younger, playing to win, improving yourself is the goal. As you get older, wiser, I could throw in lazier <laughs> or just don't give a damn. Uh, you realize that it's about the enjoyment of the game, not the result. Yeah, definitely, definitely, Alder. Uh, what does Spaz got here? I just started Blood Bowl League and started off thinking about player playing a competitive team. At the last minute, he changed to the Snotling team. They are terrible, but so much to fun to play and... Let's see. He was able to focus on just playing for fun. That's great, Spaz. That's I think a lot of times that's what it's about is doing something kind of fun and crazy and goofy. Um, you know, I think I remember towards the end of X-Wing, I was building stuff just because I like the ships. I want to put as many TIE fighters in my list as I can. They get shot out of the, the space like, you know, nobody's business. Uh Mike agrees with me. Narrative is the best way to play. Many games that I play now are all about narrative. Uh, I don't have my dinger, but if Mac was here, he I'm sure he would mention Twilight. Twilight, you know, it's a one versus one. It can be competitive, but there's so much built in there that's about narrative. Um, and I think games that have scenarios uh, for their, you know, built in, whether it's a campaign or just one-offs, scenarios really enforce that 
uh, playing for fun. You're playing for a narrative. Um, so that's one thing to look out when you, you're looking at games. I mean, you won't find narrative really. Well, you find some in, in a card game like Magic. Um, okay, Bob brings up a pretty good point here. Yeah, competition does make you better at the game, but playing for fun makes for better memories and friends. Yes, uh, a lot of memories from Monpok competitive game and it was a competitive tournament that we used to go to way back in the day right spaz but it was about those memories there's so many memories we have from those weekends of us driving well for me 12 hours to tulsa oklahoma and being there friday saturday and sunday and just playing in a a, a regular tournament and a bunch of different side events and then staying up all night playing love letter and you know stuff like that and just getting into shenanigans let's see todd is talking about if he gets to play a great person win or lose i win new friend new story if they're an asshat i lose either way well (laughs) i guess that's true sometimes you kind of get stuck with those competitive people and actually that is something that when i was playing magic uh i used to do the draft And I got into, you know, just a local thing. It wasn't, I was still learning to play the game type of thing. And I got stuck with some competitive people. And it was one of those things that he was so competitive for such a small little tournament thing. It kind of pushed me a little bit away from the game, from actually playing the game in public. I think after that, we pretty much just played it at home, played it with the wife. Uh, we just threw cards together, uh, started just playing the pre-constructed decks, and that was it. You know, that was enough uh, to scratch that itch of the deck building for me um, and doing those combos and stuff like that. Let's uh, see. Yeah. Okay, Mike has one thing he's talking about. Made a friend by teaching AOS. So that's the new Warhammer. After a while, I would come up with a scenario that told a story based on previous week's game. Had so much fun that a few others joined us. So yes, that's a good way to get some new players into your group. Um, You know, that was something that when I was doing the demo for Wild West Access, I tried doing that kind of thing where I built the table, I tried to tell a story. Um, And many times we were practicing different lists, trying different things. And it usually ended up being a lot of fun. Um, So I guess, but some of the last things I want to touch on with this is uh, basically when it comes to competitive play or casual play, It's you do you, right? Um, You do what you guys find fun. Um, You know, most of us do gaming because it is fun. We, you know, you you do it with your buddies, your friends. And, you know, it it may be the competitive side that makes it fun for you. And that's great. You know, if you want to do that competitive and, you know, a, a big part of that joy is building those lists or deck building or doing that chase of trying to find that one mini or, you know, that that one cards you need to kind of complete a combo that when you draw it and you put it together in your hand, you can just wreck somebody's day. That's great. Um, 
for me personally, over 10 years, I've changed from that where that is just, I don't know if it's, I don't have time. I am older and more tired <laughs> that I don't want to deal with that. I just want to play and have fun. Um, and it, it, I think a lot of it's just the activity of playing the game is where I've changed. I've had fun. You know, we have so much stress in our normal work daily lives that gaming is supposed to be relaxing, relieving. You know, you can kind of shut things off and just as kind of escape, you know, responsibilities for a, that short time that you're at the table with friends playing. Some people, like I mentioned, competitive playing is what it does for them. Um, many of us, we just want to get to the table and roll some dice. So um, let's see what you guys have to say about that final thought. Uh, yeah, it's almost over, Clem. We're getting there. Uh, so Mike is saying, yes, we need to finish off that stagecoach robbery game. Um, we did a couple of them and it was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, I, I love the other one that we came up with too. That was very, it told a story. Um, and that was something that we wanted to build in those scenarios, Mike. You know what, Alder? I think I did mention it. I don't know if I said it, so I'll say it for you. Twisted. Ding, 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 ding. Say I don't have my my little bell. So, And actually, that I think we should reserve for Mac. Uh, for me, it's more Wild West Exodus. So take a drink, Clem. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think... Um, so that's kind of a reason I've moved on to different games for fun. Like, you know, I, I love playing this game. You know, it's a co-op. It can be multiplayer co-op uh, or you could play it solo which is it's fun you know you're trying to solve that puzzle and it's still a card drawing game basically trying to solve that puzzle to beat the bad guy um i've moved more into the board gaming over the last 10 years because it's more about casual play i mean it i guess it can be competitive but it's a different kind of competitive a lot of times in board games it's uh you're you're facing the system you're trying to beat the system a big bad this one's a little different where it's like one person's a bad guy and you're facing the rest um you know it's a cat and mouse game so and it can be very fun and what's more thematic than dracula i mean it's just this thing is dripping with it um and then of course like easy you know just roll move and roll some more dice to kill things zombicide we got to mention Zombicide, right, guys? We we always, that's one of the show favorites. And then, you know, this. I got into it because I like comic books. I want to play it casually with uh, Big Mike and the rest of uh, my buddies or Car Wars, you know. Yeah, this is very similar to X-Wing. It gives me that taste of building, you know, like you did in X-Wing, of upgrading and stuff. But I don't plan on playing this competitively. I plan this. I'm playing this with maybe three other buddies and us just having a big old brawl and seeing who's last person standing or uh, narrative favorites like, you know, Urban Manhunt. We we love the world of Urban Manhunt or Wild West Exes. I told you guys I had a big pile sitting next to me. Retro Reagan. We love the theme, you know, um, Dracula's America. Here's one. Yeah, it can be, you know, two players duking it out and can be competitive. But what I like about this is it's got that upgrade you know, mechanic in it. If 
let's see, let's play a game, see what happens to our guys, and then roll on some tables to see if one guy ends up with a patch or another guy has a peg leg. You know, that's kind of cool. And uh, the last couple of years, uh, I definitely moved away from that competitive because I've gotten back into RPG. Here's a new one, guys. Gotta check this one out. Fifth edition rules, Peter Pan. <laughs> or, you know, just your basic D&D. You know, this is definitely narrative. You're telling a story with your friends. Um, it's not about who's going to win. Yeah, you want to win a fight and survive, but you're telling a story. So I think that's about it. Um, I don't know if I solved anything of why I've gotten away from competitive. I still like playing in kind of a competitive scene, but like I said, it's moved where I don't care if I win, don't care if I lose. It's all about having a good time. So some final thoughts from everybody. Alder, take it easy. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for joining us. Um, but yeah, okay. Everybody's kind of agreeing with me and commenting. Uh, Gasland scratches their X-Wing itch. Yep, I could see that. Spaz like Starbreach. Yeah, I had to show Urban Manhunt. You know I did. But I think that's going to be about it, you guys. Um, but hey, guys, uh, thanks for joining us on our shorts stream every Thursday night. Uh, we will be back again next week. I'm pretty positive Mac will be with us. I'm sure he's he misses these things and interacting with you guys. But if you guys want to find more content from us, just check out our Podbean, uh, iTunes, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast. If you want some more audio episodes of Indie Invasion where me and Mac just banter about all the stuff that we love in gaming. And while you're at it online, Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, and drop us a line at IndieInvasion at gmail.com with any questions or comments that you may have about this subject, or maybe you guys have a subject that you'd like to hear us talk about. Um, and hey, go join the Discord. Here is the link for you guys. Uh, it's slowly growing, and I love seeing you guys interact with each other and talk about uh, all these cool games and I, I love seeing you guys post up pictures of projects you're working on or maybe a games that you've played. Uh, it kind of inspires all of us to maybe get into more gaming. Um, and then if you guys could check out our original sponsor, CoastalCon, at their website at CoastalTechs.com. On this website, we have all the links of all these places that I've mentioned. You can actually listen to our podcast on CoastalCon. And I do believe we have links over there for Discord, YouTube, our friends of the show, and all kinds of things that you can check out there. And if you like what we're doing and feel like, hey, I got to throw some money at them, you can support us at patreon.com at Indie Invasion. We got some content on there. It's all free for you guys to check out and view. And if you feel like throwing some money, hey, we appreciate it. And we would love the support. And while we're at support, Redbubble.com, people in the invasion. If you need some swag to put on your body, it's starting to get chilly. You might need a hoodie. Got myself a new hoodie. 
uh, and hats and stuff. If you guys want to check that out, I know we had some people get some stuff. Ron, you got some stuff, and I I posted that sucker right away up on our uh, Facebook page. And I appreciate when you guys do that. And if you guys get that, post a picture up. We'd like to see that stuff, and we'll share it around all the social media sites. But, guys, that is it for Indie Invasion Shorts. Thank you for joining me this Thursday night. Uh, on this solo night, I was a little unsure what I was going to be talking about. But with you guys participating, it always turns out great. So until next time, you guys. Uh, while you're out there having some fun playing your games, maybe competitive playing too and crushing your foes. While you're out there, prepare yourself for the invasion. This is Indie Invasion.